podcasting from the Chicagoland area. This is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. Follow Game On with Jackson Stewart on YouTube at Game On with Jack, on the official blog www.gameonwithjack.blog, and at the new store www.gameonwithjack.shop. Keep it sexy and game on. What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and player's guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness, dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. Keep it sexy and game on. This is Dale Valor. This is Pamela Ross. This is Trinesia. And you're listening. And you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. Into Game On with Jackson Stewart. Game On with Jackson Stewart. Killing them. Players, have you ever considered how your oral health could be the key to not just a winning smile, but also to your overall well-being? What if the state of your teeth and gums could influence your professional success, personal relationships and long-term health? Imagine the possibilities when dental care goes beyond just brushing and flossing. Our guest this evening is here to help us explore the often overlooked world of men's oral health and its profound impact on life's various aspects. Dr. Buscemi is passionate about biomimetic, biological and airway dentistry and their immense benefits that it provides to his patients' long-term health and well-being. After getting frustrated with the limits and, at times, negative consequences of traditional dentistry, Dr. Buscemi sought out a superior alternative to treating his patients and addressing their health needs and concerns, all while restoring their smiles. After graduating from the prestigious University of Michigan School of Dentistry in 2014, Dr. Buscemi went on to search for an alternative to traditional dentistry. On this journey, Dr. Buscemi found a conservative and minimally invasive dental approach termed biomimetic dentistry. Through the search for this alternative to traditional dentistry, Dr. Buscemi's passion for the link between oral and whole body health only grew because biomimetic dentistry's primary goal is to restore a patient's tooth to its original strength and condition, using only the most advanced modern materials that are both safe and effective. While at the same time relying on a conservative clinical method, 
Dr. Bushami adopted this form of dentistry for treating his patients. Bushami is also our guest this evening. All right, guys, you've heard the introduction and bio. Now join me in welcoming to Game On, the enlightening, the bold, and the orally healthy Dr. Vincent Bashemi. Doc, how you doing? Good, good. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you again, Jackson. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest. Let's kick things off. Uh, can you let the audience know where they can find you online and by what username? Yeah, absolutely. So... I'm mainly on Instagram. I'm too old to be on TikTok. You can find me at Vince DDS. And I actually post a lot of non-clinical stuff, a lot of business stuff and leadership on my Instagram. See, and I think TikTok would be great for you because a lot of people need dental tips. It's super fast. So don't don't sleep on TikTok. I know you're not, yeah, I agree. I know you're not 12, right? Or, or <laughs> But um, yeah, but I, you know, and having said that, I want to let people know one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on this show, besides the fact that you have your own podcast and you've got great reviews as a guest, is guys, don't sleep on your dental health. Don't wait until you're in pain. Don't wait until your teeth are falling out or you got a cavity the size of Montana. And a lot of your overall health can be detected by how your teeth are doing. So that's why I wanted to have a dentist on. Dentists scare the shit out of me, so it's a little bit of my own personal challenge right now. But, uh, Doc, where'd you grow up? So I grew up 30 minutes north of Detroit in a city called Sterling Heights, and I live pretty much 10 minutes from there now. So I'm in southeast Michigan. Gotcha, gotcha. And what, what got you into the business? Because, you know, I think 99% of all human beings, the 1% being dentists, are scared of dentists. We're scared of dentistry. You know, so the only other person I can think of that wanted to be a dentist growing up is that elf from the, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's make-believe. You're real. So at what point did a young Vincent Buscemi go, I want to help people out with their teeth? You know, it's a whole... A lot of variables. I grew up very middle class. So in my family... If you could become some sort of professional, we'll say engineer, doctor, dentist, lawyer, you made it. And another factor of that is my father owned a business. And if I could become a professional and own a business, in his eyes, I like achieve the American dream. So I always thought I'm going to be some form of professional that owns a business. And then I actually had a really good experience with my dentist growing up and all kind of melted together. Okay. And is dentistry school, is it like medical school? Is it the same amount of years? How long does it take to become a dentist? So you have to get a bachelor's first as four or five years of undergrad. And then dental school is four years after undergrad. So it takes anywhere from like eight to nine years to become a dentist after high school. And as a, as a speaker, as a podcaster, as a dentist, who are some of the people, whether it be personal or, you know, people you follow or read, um, who influences you? Ooh, good question. Right now, honestly, I just finished the book, Atlas Shrugged. I don't know if you're familiar with the author Ayn Rand. Yeah, Ayn Rand. Yeah, yeah. 
so I just finished her book and I'm not an atheist, but her book is about, she's an atheist, but I finished that and now I'm reading the Bible and I'm trying to look for mentors in books that have lasted the test of time. Like her book's a hundred years old. The Bible is who knows how old the old Testament is, but I'm looking for like, even like Homer's Odyssey. My kids are reading that in school. So I'm trying to look for works of art or literature that have lasted a long time and learn from them. Yeah, that's that's impressive because I think you're the first guest. Well, I shouldn't say the first, but very few guests will cite influences that are a hundred years plus. I think I've had a couple say the Bible, but most are thinking, you know, Napoleon Hill or or Tony Robbins, people who are still within our our century, I guess. So that that's kind of an interesting um, collection you've got there. And what is biological dentistry and what's biomimetic dentistry sure and they're on two totally different spectrums but i'll walk you through the whole deal basically biological dentistry puts the mouth back in the body and i'm not speaking negatively of traditional dentists because i used to be one but traditional dentistry basically removes the teeth from the mouth metaphorically not literally, and only treats teeth, doesn't treat the whole body. So when I'm working on the patient's mouth, I'm also thinking other chronic illnesses, systemic illnesses, how does this increase their overall health? And then biomimetic dentistry is more specific towards the tooth. And the whole goal is to rebuild your tooth the way it was formed naturally in your mouth. Because traditional dentistry, like when you put a crown or a cap on a tooth, it kind of mutilates the tooth. And the tooth ends up being weaker than when it was when you started. But if you can re rebuild the tooth biomimetically, you can almost get it as strong as it was before it had the defect or cavity on it. Now, I think it's, I think it's okay to say most people fear going to the dentist. And they only go until it's too late. And not too late, like all oh, the teeth are falling out, but they're in pain. They're hurting. It's like the last resort. Um, why is that? And do you have any unconventional reasons why people or how people can get over it? Jax, I think it's the human condition. I mean, how many people have credit card debt? How many people eat crappy food today and get diabetes tomorrow? Or how many people cheat on their spouses today for temporary comfort for long-term pain later. I just think humans have a hard time thinking farther into the future and they think more right now. So if you have a little cavity and it's not causing a lot of pain, you are more willing to spend your money and time doing other things than focus on what may be a big problem later. And how do people, can you give listeners three ways to get over that? Besides just like, damn it, just go. But like three reasons how they can maybe ensure that their dentist visit is is more pleasant than what they expect. And you're spot on when you first started the question. Go to the dentist before you're in pain. Yeah. Like go to the physician before you're in pain. Because especially with dentistry, once you're in pain, the problem has already progressed. Like you may be looking at root canal or a dental extraction, but if you go on a month, a, every six month maintenance phase, you'll actually, you won't be there in pain, 
and you won't have terrible experiences while you're there. When you say root canal, I literally just, I like pulled into myself like a turtle. I was like, jumped out of the chair. <laughs> and it, you know, we were just talking before the show. Like I, I personally made a decision like shit, Jackson, go to the damn dentist before, before you have to go, go before you have to go. And I went and they're like, yeah, you haven't had deep cleaning in a while. And you know, so it was two visits of, you know, I swear to God, the, the hygienist, she was looking for gold in my teeth because she got up in there. I'm like, if you see something great, that's my brain. You're digging so high. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad I did it. And it was my own fault. I mean, a fault, you know, I hate to use such a negative word, but I hadn't gone. Tartar had built up. She needed to do some stuff. And so I just, I, I just took it. And But now I'll be better about going. And to me, it's a lot like a, like a checkup, right? Like, don't wait until you have a lump or you're bleeding or something. Go get a regular checkup. And I want to segue into, I've heard, let me know if I'm wrong, a lot of what's going on in your mouth can be an indicator of what's going on in your body. Am I right on that? And if so, why? Spot on. Well, the main reason, Jackson, is because the mouth is part of the body. Sometimes I'll see patients that have gum disease. And then you track them for five years, gum disease doesn't get better, and then they develop diabetes. And I'm not saying that gum disease causes diabetes, but I'm saying the same thing you're doing to cause your gum disease will be the same thing that causes the diabetes. Mm. Or I'll see patients that have all these cavities because they're eating all of this sugar. And then five years down the road, they gained 50, 70 pounds, and now they have high blood pressure. Again, the cavities aren't causing the high blood pressure, but the same things you're doing to cause the cavities are the same things you're doing to cause systemic disease. And sometimes as you see the signs in your mouth first. And I imagine the same could be said for like, you know, excessive smoking, which I know has wear and tear on the teeth or impacts the health of the mouth. Down the road, you know, we know how bad smoking can be for you. So from what I was, what I've read and I've heard that your mouth is almost like the, the canary in the cage when you're going to, you know, the old coal miners, you see the bird is dead, you know, shit, we're in some bad territory. Let's get out of here. So if your mouth is bad, it can make people sort of look at their overall health. Am I correct in that? hundred percent Jackson. And like the saddest part of my profession is when you think about orthodontics and I see little kids that have bags under their eyes and they have ADHD and behavior problems. And it's because they have a restricted airway, but the teachers just think they're poorly behaved kids. But there's the, the sign of symptom is their mouth breathing, not breathing through their nose or they have undiagnosed sleep apnea. So there's so many things in the mouth that if you catch early, you'll save yourself so much pain down the road with other diseases. Now, what are three of the biggest challenges that men face with oral health? The first one is they don't come in. Yeah, boom, right there. Probably boom. the biggest one. <laughs> I would say, I don't know how many patients I have, maybe 2,000 patients. Probably, I feel like 1,800 patients are women and children. Like they got off the boat first. And like 200 are men that come in. Ooh. And I'm not surprised at that, right? You know? Yeah. And real quick, I just want to jump in, guys. Uh, oral cancer is a thing. And if you got something going on in your mouth that's dangerous, your dentist is probably gonna be the first person to find it when they're on the, and they can refer you to like go see another doctor. But 
Okay, so we got one. What are the other two big biggest challenges? The second one is, and I'm not sure how old you are, Jackson. Do you mind me asking how old you are? 49, just turned. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it, man. So we're kind of in the same generational thing. Um, men in our age were so focused on providing for our families, for bringing home the bread, for working the hours, getting the promotion, that we leave so little time for our own health care, which we pay greatly for in our 50s and 60s. So the men in my practice, they're very successful, but I never see them. Just their kids and wives come in, they're at work. So the number two is just like putting time, like it's not weak to take care of yourself. Mm, so well put. And, and if I'm thinking on number three, that's a good one. I, I Maybe men are so much less cosmetically inclined if it was their teeth, they think like if my teeth don't hurt and they look decent, there's no reason to go in and make them prettier because I don't need that. Mm. Good point. Yeah. And I mean, we don't worry about the cosmetics of our teeth until we're putting braces on our kids. But then about our own teeth, we're like, eh, you know, I can still chew. What's the big deal? Yeah. It's so funny, Jay. I hear that all the time. I'm chewing and I'm not in pain. Why do I need to see you? Yeah. And now, before I get to my next question, and this has been on TikTok. <laughs> I bought some of it. I, I swear by some of what I read about it. This coconut oil pulling. What is this thing if you've heard of it? I've heard of it. So I'll tell you what the research says. And I'm like the spectrum of like, am I like hard fast on research or am I more alternative? I lean more towards the holistic alternative. But the research shows that oil pulling with coconut oil is effective to reduce plaque and bacteria. Okay. So I agree with that. The claims were like reduces disease in your whole body and pulls toxins out of your gums and your body. I just don't believe that. Yeah. And I, I know some people like, oh, it's, it's totally reversing cavities. And then some people saying that, you know, they were calling bullshit on that. And one person that I did, you know, as, I was, as everybody does, the TikTok scroll in the middle of the night because, you know, you can't go to sleep, but it's also keeping you up. It's just horrible. Exactly. They were like, you know, at a certain point, if a tooth is gone, it's gone. It's too far gone for oil pulling to help. But if it's not too far gone, it could help with, like you just mentioned, you know, gums and an overall bacterial health. So I just wanted to point that out because I don't want people, people, you should not be getting all of your health advice from TikTok unless you're following a doctor on TikTok. So I wanted to bring that up because we have an actual medical professional right now. Um, doctor, what are three steps that men can take today to improve their dental health? Diet. Number one, of, of diet above everything else I'm about to say. Refined sugars, carbohydrates, cause cavities, cause gum disease, cause insulin resistance. There's very few things in dental and medicine where you can say, this causes this. Like, what causes cancer? People have theories. We don't really know. What causes high blood pressure? We have theories we don't know. But I can tell you with certainty, refined sugars and carbohydrates cause cavities. I would 100% eat a paleo-type whole food diet. It doesn't have to be 
ketogenic, doesn't have to be low carb, but definitely a whole food nutrient dense diet. And that will put you ahead of the game so far from everyone else who's trying to do all these other mechanisms like coconut oil and holistic toothpaste, but their diet's still shit. Okay. So we got diet. What's the next one? If you can tolerate it, tape your mouth shut while you're sleeping. <laughs> now, guys, he didn't say tape somebody else's mouth shut. He said tape your mouth shut. Why is that? So when you – and please do not take this as medical advice. Go to a doctor or dentist. But when you breathe through your mouth at night, not only does it wreck your system systemically, but it dries the shit out of your mouth which makes it so much more prone to developing cavities because you need your spit on your teeth while you're sleeping to like wash away and clean your teeth. Wow. That is fascinating. I, <laughs> okay. I just picture a bunch of guys going to like home Depot to get duct tape tonight. They're like, well shit, I'm about to fix my teeth. Let me do a disclaimer on that. There's mouth tape you can buy that if you opened your mouth hard, the tape would fall off. So please, don't use Gorilla Glue duct tape. I don't need to be in trouble because I mentioned this on a podcast. Yeah, I got to find duct tape, Gorilla tape, all that stuff. Like, I'm yeah, please don't do that. First, I'm going to put a mouthful of coconut oil. Then I'm going to tape my mouth shut. And go, yeah, exactly. Guys, don't do anything. Follow what the doctor just said. And what's uh, what's a third step that guys can take today to improve their, their dental health? Go to your dentist every six months and get your bite analyzed. So the, the way your teeth come together is called occlusion, or it's how your bite comes together. If your bite is uneven, down the road, you will destroy your teeth, even if it's not through cavities, just by breaking them. So an even bite or a balanced occlusion will set you up for longevity for healthy teeth. You know, one thing I want to add on there, as a patient who's just recently found a new dentist and everything, um, guys, don't be afraid to, one, go. First of all, don't be afraid to make the appointment. Don't be afraid to actually follow through and go. And don't be afraid to ask for more damn shots if they offer them because the, the shit is hurting. Yeah. Some guys are like, oh, I'm not, you know, I, the shots hurt more than no. Get the shots until you can't feel what, you know, get to the level of numbness that the doctor wants or the hygienist wants and, and just like breathe through it. Like I've found myself like going into breathing exercises because there were, I have a lot, of, I have some, I have sensitivity in some of my teeth. It's just, and they did a, uh, and doc, you've seen this. They did that full like 360 x-ray of all my teeth. Yep. And like my sinuses are so low. They're almost like in my mouth. <laughs> they're like, wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. They're right on top of your teeth. Yeah. They're like, your sinuses are right on top of your teeth. Like, yeah, I could have told you that from years I have them, but I, they they said, hey, tell us how many shots you want till you can't fill it. And I said, keep going because I'm resistant to a lot of, um, an, not antiseptics, um, anesthesia. Okay. Yeah. So it takes, it takes me a good amount. Now, if it's whiskey or tequila, which they should offer that, that's a brand for you, Doc. Get people drunk before you, come, <laughs> before you start doing the work. Um, but yeah, I mean, some guys like, oh, no, I can take the pain. Fuck the pain. Take the shot. <laughs> Screw it. Just... Because it wears off so quick, you know, if they offer the laughing gas and, and, um, you know, I got hit with the nitrous once, God, that was the best thing in the world. Yeah. I asked the doc, I said, can I buy that? And he said, no, you can't. 
buy this. Um, what you do touch on something else in your in your your wide arsenal of of health tips. Why the additional focus of mental health for healthcare workers? I found that interesting. It's like a you know you have a, a two pronged um, library of information. One obviously being dentistry, but why this focus of mental health for healthcare workers? So I'm not sure why it's in the USA and not other parts of the world, but in America, doctors and dentists, and I'm sure other health professionals too, have a much higher rate of suicide than the general population. Yes, I remember reading that, and that's been the that's been the standing for a long time. I remember reading that years ago. And I'm not sure why. There's plenty of theories, but I have such a heart for people who take care of people. Because mm. life, you know this. You're almost you're in almost in your fifties. Life is hard. Yep. There's gonna be some time in your life where it's gonna cut you at the knees or something terrible is gonna happen to you. But if you're still going out there trying to improve the lives of other people, I wanna be the person that supports you so you can help others. So I've that's just more like a side passion for me. A lot of dentists reach out to me because I'm a dentist, but that's just something that's so important to me. You know, it's uh, one of the tenets of, of the show is uh, uh, the show and myself, um, we're very, we're pro mental health. And I think, sadly, I believe that we're about 100 years as a species away from talking about mental health the same way we talk about things like heart health or cancer or whatever, because there's still that stigma. And you know this, you've, you've crunched the numbers and done done the, the research. Um but I mean, I think we are too quick to believe that the people who are helping people are okay. Like, oh, my doctor can't have mental health problems because, you know, they they took the tumor out of me, or they drive a big car. They have a, no everybody. I don't care what your job is, you can have mental health issues. And I think when you deal with people in pain all day, that you can't help but just absorb some of that. So. You know, definitely people talk to somebody, you know, most jobs have some type of employee assistance program Call the, I think it's eight, is it eight, nine, nine, I think is the suicide prevention hotline. Um, I thought it was eight, one, one, but double check, maybe eight, one, one for like digging for gas. I forgot which one it is. I don't want people to get the wrong number, (laughs) but just like, don't suffer in silence. You, you mean so much to people that at the moment you're just cut off from that awareness because you're in pain. But um, my next question, and this is my one of my favorites to ask a guest, in keeping with the theme of sexiness, Vincent Buscemi, what is the sexiest thing about you? You know, I, when you sent me the pre-podcast email, I read that. <laughs> I was like, I've never been asked that question. I think I have not, I've yet to have a single guest who that talk about taking, taking people off at the knees. That, that question is a boom. I love it though. Cause I've been thinking about it since I read the email yesterday. So if you would have asked me five years ago, what, what is sexy about me? I would have said to you, Jackson, nobody can work harder than me. Mm. Nobody can get up earlier than me. Nobody can stay up later. Nobody can miss more meals. Nobody can miss more social events. Nobody can fast 
but I don't think that anymore because I have four kids. Yeah. So right now my answer would be nobody is involved as a father and husband as I am. And I don't, I don't say that derogatory to other men, but I'm saying my sole focus right now is to be the leader of my family. And to me, that's my most prideful characteristic. And in your opinion, what makes other people sexy? Men? Other men? Oh, uh, other people. Because, you know, I've talked to people who are heterosexual, homosexual, just other men, people in general, however you want to take the question. I say go back to what we talked about a couple minutes ago. Anyone willing to help other people? Because, like I said, Life's going to get you eventually. And if you're out here to trying to make the world a little bit better, that makes you a really good person. You know what? I, one of the things I really love about that question about what makes you sexy, besides the fact it's entertaining as all hell, is that a lot of people see guests like yourself and they get this totally warped perception of what your life is like. And I've had guests who are models and, and, you know, we've had sex workers and, and actresses and actors, whatever. And you think that people whose career is, are their looks think about themselves as being sexy. Not a single one views themselves in that way. And it's only until that question gets asked and rarely do any of them say their physical appearance. They say things like confidence, their dedication to their family, et cetera. So I like that question because it humanizes you guys who people see you as a guest or with your podcast or a doctor and they think you're somehow this robot. And I really do enjoy asking that. So with that being said, time for the quick game where we like to give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. Vincent, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be, Jackson. I love it. All right. Last gift you bought someone. um, I bought my wife for Christmas these uh, pots and pans from Gordon Ramsay, hexclad. Nice. Shit, I might marry you for that. I love to. (laughs) How would you describe yourself in just one word? Loving. Grilled cheese sandwich or grilled cheese and ham sandwich? Oh, for sure. Grilled cheese and ham. Uh, Your top three books? The Bible. Atlas Shrugged, Fountainhead. Android or iPhone? iPhone. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Droid. Dude, Droid droid users get so much hate from the world. Um, Here you go. Name three Star Trek characters. Oh, Picard, uh, the Klingon with that thing on his head, beat me up, Scotty. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's it. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Tea doesn't even exist. As a dentist? How dare you say coffee? (laughs) I got four kids, man. I need all the caffeine I can get. Uh, If you were a pizza, what would it be? Ham and pineapple. Hawaiian pizza? Hawaiian. You know, I got to admit, I did not have a Hawaiian pizza until I was in my 20s. And when the only reason I ate it, I was at a, I was at like a, a house party with small get together, and there was nothing else there. And I looked at that shit like it was blasphemy, and I ate it. And I am all about Hawaiian pizza now. Game changer! It's a game changer. It's, it's crazy. Like you get the salt, you get the savory and the sweet. Oh, it's so good for real. Like guys, if you have not had Hawaiian pizza, get a small one in case you really don't like it eat it, it changes everything. Like like watering, wet, grass, and green. Like it flips you upside down. Um, 
my favorite question, who inspires you? Jesus. Nobody healed teeth better than the Lord. Good people. Good people. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up our interview with the enlightening, the insightful, and the orally healthy Dr. Vincent Buscemi. Doc, let people know one more time where to find you. Yes. Um, at Vince DDS, I have a podcast, the Dr. Vincent Buscemi podcast. Jackson, I got to tell you, this was so much fun, man. I really appreciate you asking me to be on. Uh, thanks so much, man. You know, I try and get, uh, well, you know, you do a podcast and you host it. And there's a traditional guest, you know, guests that fall right in line with what you're saying all the time. But I try and branch out and I try and think outside the box. And I'm like, yeah, let me get somebody on here. Let me get a dentist. And lo and behold, I found you. So I... You were a blast. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And um, I, I want to get you back as soon as we can. I'd love to. Doc, thanks so much. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, Jackson.